What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We got the one and only Andrew Leeds coming on the show yes, today. Excited about that one. Yes, bacon cookies the whole time. You know, <laughs> I mean, I hear they're delicious. That's right. Delicious. Yeah, that's what we have. We haven't gotten any yet. You know, maybe he'll mail us some. Uh, yeah, right, know, right. Know. He did promise to make us. Some, he though, did. So. He did. Most notable from Zoe's extraordinary playlist. As you can tell, we're on a kick right now. We're just loving the show, loving everything about it. We even got got the choreographer for all the dance sequences coming on the show so i mean mandy moore epic oh yeah i mean and, and david i mean you know with andrew Leeds' character david they're really starting to make a surge you yeah. know got getting into his personal life with emily got the yeah. baby coming and everything so yeah i'm excited I'm, and, and it's back this week yeah it's back this week so we got you covered until sunday because yes. it wasn't on last week so, exactly you know. exactly everybody's excited i know we're excited but that's gonna be later on in the show and now let's get a little crazy yeah What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 109. 109. I was still feeling the music. Man. Yeah, right. Like... <laughs> it's the jingle. It's the, the jingle, jingle, man. Oh, my god. 109. Can you even believe that? I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's about time to have Rebecca Kennedy back it's on. It's true. We're just a few episodes away. Rebecca... And I wonder if she'll co-host the whole thing with us again right. this time or just come on and talk about what she's got going on or whatever. Yeah. So either way, it would be epic. Exactly. So. Exactly. Probably just trying to stay busy during, during the pandemic. Yeah, she started doing some Insta Lives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got to check her out if you're not following her. Fun stuff, man. Fun stuff. But of course, your host for this episode and for all the other episodes, myself, J-Lo Fantastic, <laughs> and the one and only Mouth. What's up? Oh my goodness, man. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, Disney, obviously. You see the Funkos, you mm. know Disney. We're talking a whole bunch of Disney today, the majority of the industry news. Uh, it's true. A lot of confusing things happening with the executive role. Um, honestly, in my opinion, like who's really in charge, but who officially has the title. It's kind of weird, but yeah. we'll be talking about it. We'll be talking about it. And then we're talking Survivor. I mean, everybody loves Survivor. I guess they're going to have a three-hour finale, guys. It's basically endgame for Survivor. Right. Like, right. <laughs> it's freaking insane, but of course... Of course, we got HBO, we got National Geographic, which is Disney. Not a lot of people know, which That's is right. Disney. Um, we got Quibi, we got a whole bunch of stuff, but I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, man. And I just want to first uh, take a quick shout out, take a minute to give a quick shout out. Thank you, everybody, for all the birthday wishes for myself and Tavia. And, like, you know, you guys are awesome. We really appreciated that. You know how to make a guy and a gal feel good. <laughs> so <laughs> we appreciate all the love, man. I just wanted to say thank you. So before definitely, we get started. Definitely. And, of course, to our number one fan, Rachel Dean. Yes. Oh, my goodness. We had a great Instagram live with her a couple nights ago. We appreciate you coming on and it's just true. telling us, giving us your critiques, even she though there weren't a apart. lot. Yeah. yeah. No, no. No, I'm kidding. He's right. There wasn't a lot. I was like, come on, Terry apart and she couldn't so that was good to hear exactly like, you know. it's good that we're hosting an entertainable entertaining show that's right yeah because we really want to keep doing this it's so, true you know it's true we enjoy it we enjoy <laughs> it true. um but before we get this thing started you know we got to plug the website crazyantmedia.com you can go there for the latest and greatest on anything that is happening according or referring to crazy ant media and of course our merchandise page um where you can purchase the latest and greatest crazy ant media gear of course we got the hats we got the shirts i mean low prices and from what rachel dean said and from what we experienced great product guys great product so 
be sure to head over there and start rocking the latest and greatest I'm crazy media apparel. I'm waiting to see who the first person is going to be that orders the bonk boxers. Right. Who will be the first fan of ours to have ants in their pants? That right. <laughs> I just, I, <laughs> we need to know. So Aside from us. Aside I mean, from obviously, us. Obviously, you know. we're going to get the bonk boxers, but I mean, you know, come on. Of course, of course. But yes, like we tease, let's start off with... <laughs> Disney. Mm, yeah. This one, man. It's confusing. It's confusing. It, it is, but uh, we've talked about this for like so many weeks now, and especially since the whole COVID thing started. They're no bigger entertainment company than yeah. Disney. You know, they they are the one to beat, and they've got so much diversified stuff: the cruise lines, the theme parks, the movie studios, Disney Plus. You know, uh, the the Disney stores, retail stores, and so much stuff. But right now, guys. Everything is kind of shuttered. Yeah. Everything is kind of shut down. So when you have that much going on, then you're going to take the biggest hit. Yeah. You know, when everything is shut down, and that's exactly what's happened here uh, since the COVID nineteen situation started. They've been taking a major hit, and if you guys have seen, their stock has just been. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Netflix is even above Disney. Yeah, right for now. the first time ever, Netflix worth more than Disney. Yeah. I don't know how long that lasted. Right. I'll have to go yeah. check my uh, handy dandy uh, stock portfolio there. But I, I think even if it was just for a day, that's never happened no. before. So that should tell you the kind of climate that they're in. And I think that told the board what kind of climate they yeah. were in. Because you remember that guy, Bob Iger, who. Said he was retiring? Yeah. Mm, not so much. <laughs> they were like, uh, Bob, we need you. And Bob came back like a superhero. Uh, of um, course. And so cape and all. There it is. He is now back in control of Disney. Um, you remember he stepped down. He was no longer CEO. He was kind of chairman of the board still. But Bob uh, Chapik had taken over as CEO. But now Bob Iger is back. He hasn't reassumed the role of CEO, mm-hmm. but he has retaken control of the company. Yeah. Um, with a fancy new title. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, so it makes sense. He said that he came back, you know, he's like, hey, after running this thing for, you know, all these years, 15 years, it, it only makes sense that maybe I could guide us through what's going on. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And oh. I mean, there's a lot happening too because, like, He's still in that power position, but like you said, it's still like the grooming stage. Right, like, right. So, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, well, I, I saw a great article, and I think it was the Wall Street Journal, maybe the New York Times, but talking about, you know, in the 40 years since the – since between the combination of Eisner and Iger, the transformation that happened at Disney yeah. over that span – it, what built it into this mega empire? Because remember, I mean, Walt's world was about to not exist. I yeah. mean, you know, and they came in and they saved it. And so, only makes sense that this guy. And I wish everybody would stop with this conspiracy thing. They're all saying that he stepped down when he stepped down because he knew Corona was coming or the COVID was coming, and he wanted to fuck? save his legacy and all yeah. this kind of bullshit. First of all, he didn't walk completely away from the company. Yeah. He was still chairman. He was still chairman of the board and still actively involved in the creative side of it. It's not like he said. Ha, See you later. Yeah. I mean, that that never happened. So no. all this conspiracy shit that he was trying to save his legacy is ridiculous. Exactly. And that can just get thrown out the window now because he's back in power running everything. Exactly. But with that, I mean, they wanted to reassure Chappick that everything was all good. <laughs> so they appointed him True. to the board of directors. Yes. Yes. Now I will throw a little conspiracy there. I'm not sure if that was a move that was – they're saying that was promised when he was made CEO yeah. that they were also going to name him to the board of directors. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not doubting them. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't the case. But it sure seems like a nice fit now that Bob has kind of usurped the power back. Yeah. From we should say, Chappic is still CEO, still chief executive officer. He's just not running things at the moment. Yeah. You know, um, Bob is Iger. So confusing. Iger, Chappic. Yeah. Chappic. They even said like, though in their video conferences, it's kind of like kindergarten because one is referred to Bob and one is this like new Bob or something. Yeah. Like, it's very, very confusing. What the hell? <laughs> so um, I, until one Bob is gone, I mean, it's going to be confusing. Right. But anyway, he he still and you know they they value his leadership. They think that he's the right guy to lead this thing forward with all of the unexpected changes that are happening and everything. And um. I just feel like that's why they brought Iger back was yeah. to make sure that this ship is okay for Chappic to take because it is going to be a different world. Yeah. It really is. And Iger said that. he, In fact, he's working on the plan to strategize. He's drawing out blueprints of what Disney will look like after COVID-19. Yeah. And it's a smaller company with, with less office space and less employees and more diversified as to what they're going to approach with their businesses. And so – I mean, I don't know, man. And when you hand that over to Chap, yeah, <laughs> I mean, how many people are going to be pissed off just at the establishment, and then you're going to be in that role, so you are the establishment, right? I mean, I just I don't know who's like laying off who. You know, we right. just saw forty eight thousand employees from the marketing of, yeah. of uh, the studios all got laid off. Um, so it's a lot going on, man. It's a lot going on, but I, I just. I think they're in okay hands. Yeah. Stop panicking. They're not in, you know, nobody's going right. to take them over. No, I don't know. think Disney is going to file bankruptcy. Even though all these other companies are, I don't think Disney's going to be one of them. No, no. I just I just don't see it. I think Iger is the guy to, to get them through this, and yeah. then Chappic will be the guy to carry it on. And For sure. It's all going to be okay. Definitely. Definitely. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're, you know they're always looking for new content to go on Disney+. Plus. I mean, they're trying to load it up, and I think this is going to be perfect for it because, like we said at the top, that National Ge- Geographic is owned by Disney, and a lot yes. of their stuff goes on there, like the new Elephant documentary and the new um, Dolphin documentary as well. Uh, the Elephant one, that's with Meghan Markle, right? Yep. Uh, you, exactly. get, you and Lil Cam watch that. What would you think? It good? was good. Yeah. I think they, off of the documentary, I think they could make an animated movie off of that documentary. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, because they told a story. It was really good. And at the end, it said... Duchess Megan Mark, or it doesn't even say it. Uh, Megan Duchess of Usex or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah, they yeah. didn't even use her last name. So interesting. Yeah. Inter- well, I would like to see that relationship continue. Yeah. I mean, honestly, sure. I've always been a fan of Megan Markle or Duchess of. Well, no, they've officially given up the royal titles now, right? So fuck it, just back to Megan. Uh, always been a fan, so hopefully she'll she'll be good. Yeah. That's interesting though that she was credited as Duchess still, because I guess at that point not yeah. had given up the title. Uh, yeah. Disney's gonna have to go back and scrub that. Like right. fuck, just I mean, Megan. Just they're like, doing know. it with a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing a lot of stuff. They are. Um, but yes, this National Geographic documentary, the filmmaking duo, director Ron Howard and producer Brian Grazer, you know him, you love him, yes. along with Imagine Documentaries, are teaming up with National Geographic Documentary Films for a feature documentary spotlighting uh, renowned Chief Jose Andreas uh, and his humanitarian efforts through the nonprofit World Central Kitchen. They they met this guy while ever all the fires were happening in California, oh. and they saw how like just amazing he was trying to feed all of these people and all of his efforts trying to help everybody out. So they decided to film this other documentary series or this documentary on him, so that they see what he's doing now during the uh, COVID nineteen pandemic. 
Wow, that that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, for anybody who doesn't know, I mean, Imagine Entertainment, uh, you know, Grazier and Howard, they've had a long-standing relationship with Disney yeah. all the way back to Splash. Yeah, you know, Splash was Ron Howard and Brian Grazier. Um, so you know, they have a history together, and it only makes sense. And I mean, come on, Imagine Entertainment. They do a shit ton of stuff, but they really yeah. do produce a lot of family entertainment. Definitely. Um, they got some crazy stuff too, don't worry. But, yeah. but they do have a lot of family entertainment, so it For only sure. makes sense that Disney and them would continue this relationship. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And in this documentary, they're going to show that, I mean, 16 million meals to date have been given up to families and people in need during this crisis. And they're saying on average in the United States and in Spain, they're giving 100,000 meals every day. Wow. Yeah, so but, this man's killing it. Yeah, dude. And when you think about it, though, all the schools are shut right now. Yeah. There were a lot of kids who were relying on that free breakfast and free lunch programs sure. because, you know, they weren't able to have enough at home. So for somebody to come in like this and, and feed these people and, and, and do it in this, t- you know, dire time, it's good that somebody is documenting that. And Definitely. I mean, if you wanted anybody to document what you're doing, these guys would be the oh, guys, yeah. right? For sure. <laughs> For sure. But I mean, other documentary series mm. happening at Disney Plus, this one is super freaking exciting because we're both huge fans huge. of it. And I'm pretty sure everyone in the United States and all over the world are huge fans of it. The Mandalorian docuseries is set for Star Wars Day, a.k.a. May the May 4th. 4th. <laughs> yes, May the 4th be with you. Premiere on Disney Plus, hosted by the one and only creator and showrunner, John Favreau. Yes. So excited. I am super pumped about this. I know. Just, you know, if you watch Chef, you know, the chef show or whatever, just anytime or any interview with Favreau to hear him talk about his process and what goes into what he does is always amazing. It's always like fantastic to watch. So this idea of him sitting down and telling us how this all came to be, because it's brilliant. Exactly. I just want to hear him talk about how he kept the the youngster there, Baby Yoda, a secret. Yeah. Because, I mean, that was like, how did that even happen? Yeah. For a good like three, four months while The Mandalorian first hit Disney Plus and while Disney Plus first premiered, that was like the biggest kept secret in Hollywood. Yeah, and they, these poor actors involved had to keep it for almost yeah. a year. They knew for a year Baby Yoda exactly. was coming. Or The Child. I the can't, Child. You know, the Child. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and I'm sure he'll talk about that, how it's become Baby Yoda, yeah. but it's really not Baby exactly. Yoda. Or is it? We don't know. I guess no. it, maybe he'll give us some insight onto that. I don't exactly. know. This is good news though because there was a little bit of good news for Disney on top of all the bad news Definitely. that's going on in their stock fall and that's Disney Plus. Yeah. It has seen an increase and it and it saw a little jump in the stock price um when they announced this. Um so that's a good thing. If there's any kind of, you know, light at the end of the tunnel, it's Disney Plus. Definitely. Unfortunately, it's such a long-term investment. Yeah. It's going to be years before it's profitable, yeah. but it definitely seems like it's it's the long game. Yeah. So, for sure. And I mean, through this documentary series, you're going to see never before seen footage, uh, roundtable conversations with yes. topics including like the filmmaking process, the legacy of George Lucas's Star Wars, and what brought the characters to life in this groundbreaking series with all the groundbreaking technology and of course everybody does not forget about those freaking amazing storyboards they're gonna be talking about those too the storyboard and i'm really curious to hear about i keep bringing baby yoda but you said because you said the technology but there was a little back and forth about whether he would be cgi or not they were adamant about absolutely not yeah this needs to be a puppet this needs to be a i guess homage to the old school star wars that's what i was thinking too i wonder if they did they pushed that so hard because of the original yoda being a puppet right right i mean and you know but we've had 
had, you know, Emily Swallow on the show and I've talked to several people with the behind the scenes and stuff. They all like swear it looks as real as if it yeah. was walking around and actually living. Exactly. So it must be a damn good puppet. Hell that's... yeah. I'm super excited about this. And May the 4th, that's right, right around the corner. Mm, yes. So. Yeah, I mean, like, like, yeah, we'll be talking about that, you know, for sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And other news that since Daredevil broke last week, last yes. Thursday, we wanted to bring up as well, Frank Castle, a.k.a. The Punisher, will be available for the MCU uh, in February 2021. Yes. I know. This is crazy. Everybody's kind of just skirting around this one. Iron Fist will be available like next month. Yeah, exactly. Right, I don't know why nobody's yeah, yeah. talking about that one. Remember, they, they they have these like two year windows or whatever. Well, Iron Fist was the first one canceled. Yeah, and it was like you know well before Daredevil's final season aired. Yeah. So Iron Fist coming up, and then Luke Cage also yeah. will be available. So you know, but I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed all those shows, but yeah. I think the the biggie obviously was Daredevil and Punisher. Yeah. So um, this is exciting though yeah. for Punisher. I mean. It better be Burnthal, right? Like you, you, you've heard me talk. Yeah, you know, we talked to Rachel, you know, last night. If anybody saw the thing, and I said Hugh Jackman, but I mean, Burnthal maybe too, man crush. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Burnthal. You are. I just think he's a brilliant actor, yeah. and I loved him as the Punisher. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a Frank Castle better. Yeah, um, honestly. So if this guy isn't like playing him, epic fail. Yeah, epic fail. And yeah, like it'll be very interesting to see like how they bring in his character. Because we talked about Matt Murdock probably appearing in the third installment of the Spider-Man, and I'd like, yeah, how would they bring in Frank Castle? And would they start it all over, or would they just pick back up where the series ended? Well, I don't know. I saw the Save Daredevil campaign people. They're all like just... Pick it up and continue the season. I think they should. They they want it to. While they, I mean, I think everybody wants to see them in the movies. Yeah. Which of course, I, I mean, we do too. But now we know the shows and the movies are connected now. Yeah. Like so, I think that's a good idea. Just Daredevil season four. Just continue to go. Same cast, same people. You know, Punisher season three. Just keep running with it because yeah. they were brilliantly successful. For so sure. why not have them on Disney Plus now and just keep that cast and go? And then you can put them into the movies however you want. Yeah, to. yeah. I mean, I mean, probably Hulu though, especially Punisher. Oh yeah, yeah. I said Disney Plus, but definitely Hulu. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, it, yeah, it's, never show up on Disney. Plus. No, I but, think um, that would be But I mean, hardcore. just just think about it, man. Just uh, I mean, we keep talking about this, but. I can't get out of my head the vision of Vincent D'Onfrio's Kingpin yeah. with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Yeah. And you throw in all the Daredevil characters with that? Like, come on, yeah. man. It'd be super badass. Would... I mean, bring back everybody. Deborah Ann Wall, Foggy, like, yeah. Amy Rutberg, yes. like, all of them. You can't have them without them. Like, no. you, I mean, you can't do it. If you bring back Charlie Cox, you cannot bring back the rest of the gang because no. they were, like, perfect exactly. representations of them. It just it wouldn't, it wouldn't flow. Agreed. Agreed. Well, uh, DC slash Marvel guy here, James Gunn, he uh, talked a lot about Suicide Squad and touched a little bit on the Guardians of the Galaxy last week, this past week. Um, He said that nothing is going to slow those projects down. Everything is going to be A-OK, no haltage, no delaying, nothing. Uh, But like I said, he talked mostly about Suicide Squad and... They, he, they basically wrapped up filming and were able to go to home editing, like, at the perfect time. Yeah, they they were not, you know, one of the people who had to shut down production. Yeah. So, luckily, they squeezed it in right before. 
Um, yeah, and then, you know, anybody who knows, post-production, unless you're doing some reshoots. Yeah. Um, but ADR and the actual editing and colorization and the sound and all that, that's, I mean, easily all done in a studio, you know, on computers and on, you know, so, yeah, they got lucky, man. Yeah, so I'm super excited about that, see if they can, like, <laughs> make a better name for the Suicide Squad franchise than the last one did, because I know a lot, a lot of people were, or a lot of people were upset by that, and not a lot of people were impressed uh it was very a lukewarm opening on box office weekend it, so it was we'll see but everybody loves harley quinn it's true so and she's know, still in this one she's still in this one and yeah for all the critique that the dc universe has taken that you know it, it's funny harley quinn and wonder woman have stand out stood out yeah they're like no no we love the women exactly I mean, so good for him for keeping them though definitely definitely but yeah like i said guardians of galaxy should be on pace as well because i mean People are saying midsummer, early summer, this thing is going to be at least almost over with to where they can slowly but surely start getting back to work. So we shall see, guys. We Let's shall hope see. So, yeah, for Let's real. Um, and you, everybody knows HBO Max is coming up. That's premiering in May. I mean, just a few short weeks away. And I mean, they are making some big connections, building some bridges that are not going to be destroyed <laughs> they signed a contract has set a deal with charter communications which is the number two u.s cable distributor uh is existing with the hbo subscribers uh, free as free streaming access to the service and it's basically the same deal as disney plus made with verizon so basically anybody who has charter communications and or spectrum are also going to get hbo max for free right for like a year yeah. you know something like that so that i mean that's good i mean it's a good way to boost your initial numbers anyway yeah. you know with with your initial subscribers it looks really good because yeah. everybody's signing up for the free for the free stuff so um but yeah, I mean, I, I like that. I think it's a good idea, and I'm super stoked. We, you know, I cannot say it enough, and we talk about it every week. That the I feel like the two biggies, Disney and Warner. So yeah, I mean, sure. this only makes sense that they're following along that same launch track as Disney did. So yeah, and I mean, it says here they also had a deal with YouTube TV that is gonna be like a bundle package like they were doing with hulu disney plus and uh espn so you will also get youtube tv so exciting stuff man exciting yeah. stuff you're going to get to watch a lot of stuff for that 15 bucks a month it's true and it, i mean if you heard the show a couple of weeks ago youtube tv apparently has a lot more shows than what people realize yeah, seriously. you know we didn't know i mean we we were listing them all off and we're like what the fuck so exactly it'll be a good deal Definitely. i mean pretty good deal hell yeah Hell yeah. Now headed over to Amazon Studios. They're making some changes and they're in the midst of the streaming wars. Yes. Uh, names Christian Davin, Davin, as global head of movie marketing. And this guy has been around the block. He was at Netflix. He was at Warner Brothers. He was at MGM. So I think this is a great move on their movie part because they got a lot of good original content. They do. It's going to be interesting to see um, – what he does. Yeah. He's got a lot of experience, but like for me personally, I mean, while this is a smart move on Amazon's part, I hope that they give him, I don't know, the ability to do better than Netflix gave because how many people, I mean, how many times had we heard about the, you know, the Netflix movie? You don't want to be a Netflix movie. Yeah. Oh, that's such a Netflix movie. Yeah. I mean, the, the marketing to try to market these things as actual film films yeah. as opposed to a Netflix movie yeah. was hard for that. Exactly. You know? So 
On the flip side of that, though, I feel like Amazon has always been able to successfully say these are film films. We th- they theatrically release them before they're on Amazon. So I feel like he's coming into a much more friendly environment to say let's push these films. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see. And I mean, at Netflix, he was responsible for Roma, Bird Box, Dolomite is my name. Uh, to all the boys that I've loved before, Kissing Booth, Murder Mystery, and The Irishman. And I mean, the Georgetown University graduate like I said, was at Miramax and was responsible mm. for like Borat and like um, Argo as well when he was at Warner Media. So, yes. I mean, killing it, man. Killing it. Yeah, I mean, a huge amount of films under his belt. So, yeah. and most of them successful, hugely successful. So, yeah, good for good for Amazon for yeah. like, you know. It's a good pickup. It is. Yeah. And, and they got the money. Yeah, seriously. I mean, look, if anybody's coming out of this thing in good shape, it's Apple and Amazon. Yeah. So. And I mean, I got to say, personally, now the more that I think about it, I think that Amazon is probably bringing the best original content on the movie side of things. I mean, you got Big Sick, you got Honey Boy, you got um, yeah. that one with Joaquin Phoenix, that yep. crazy one. Yep. But yeah, I think they're bringing it. They're bringing it. And balancing it pretty well with the TV side, too. Yeah, Fleabag, I mean, uh, Marvelous yeah. Miss Maisel. Like, they're killing it right now. They're the underdog, I yeah. believe, that nobody's really talking about because everybody's so focused on, like, Netflix, HBO Max, and now Disney+. Plus. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Jack Ryan with yeah. Krasinski. And, exactly. Uh, oh, it makes me think we didn't even mention that. Krasinski confirmed, guys, he did indeed, has indeed, continuing to talk to marvel yeah about what we don't know multiple film projects is what he says yeah so i i think that's cover i'm just i think it's fantastic for yeah i do i don't know if they just want him to direct it or if they want him to actually be mr fantastic i think both yeah please kevin feige both (laughs) please but uh yeah just jack ryan made me think of that so uh that's out there too yeah that's out there too so exactly be expecting some news on that hopefully soon (laughs) i would hope so that'd be badass but now we got to talk about oh my goodness something that dropped uh a few nights ago Mm. nbc universal they released some teaser trailers of Mm. saved by the bell punky brewsters and a few others but This just reiterates my point about not doing cheesy makeovers or reboots. They're just bad. bad. They look really. These trailers are as bad as the name Peacock. Yeah. Like, like it's just. And I was a huge fan of Saved by the Bell. Who wasn't? I was too. Everybody's a huge fan of Saved by the Bell. I was around for Punky Brewster. These look awful. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm sorry, but yeah. they, they just look bad. Every yeah. type of cheese is with this cheesiness. <laughs> like it's bad, guys. I mean, even Mario Lopez's character and um yeah, Saved by the Bell looks rough. It just like, it, I mean, maybe I interpreted it wrong, but it sure made it sound like, you know, Slater was while he was the PE coach, he was living in his car. He was a loser. Like yeah. a loser, just bragging about his, you know, conquests in high school. Years, yeah, and I like, mean, just like what? Eh. And, it, and to me, if you're trying to sell this reboot, you're trying to get people pumped up and everything, you got to show Zach. Yeah. Like, Mark Paul Gossler wasn't even in it. No. Like, what? No Kelly and Zach. I know. No show. Now, I will say <laughs> the actor that they got to play Zach's kid looks exactly like Yes, him. I would agree. It's weird how much he looks like them. And Punky Brewster's like, mm. she got old. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a while yeah, ago, yeah, man. She, she, she is a... An older lady now. <laughs> and also, uh, what's his face? Freddie uh, Freddy, Prince Jr., Freddie right? Prince Jr., yeah. He looks rough as well. Like, uh, mm. yeah. 
don't do reboots. Yeah, right. Like, just <laughs> don't. It, it, okay, seriously, anybody at Disney, watch those trailers and then rethink Doogie. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Watch those trailers. <laughs> Rethink Doogie. Uh, don't do it. Just don't do not it. want that to happen. No, I don't, uh, man. And I'm kind of like hoping that this Saved by the Bell is like one and done. Yeah. Like one season and out of there because it just looks bad. Yeah, I agree. I don't – I really don't have a lot of faith in the Peacock streaming service no, to not be honest right with now. you. Just load it up. You know what works. Put the entire Dick Wolf library on there yeah, and let sure. it go. Everybody would sign up for, for the sure. Peacock if that was the case. I think some good family content that they're going to put on there, though, is um, the Madagascar prequels where mm, all those characters yeah. are going to be like younger animals. So I yeah. think that'll be a good series. Definitely. But like, the, eh, mm, not, not, nope. not there for you. No. 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 I'm just saying. And maybe we'll work on a name for you. Right. Like, mm. But you're going to have to send us those royalties. That's right. Because Peacock just doesn't work. It doesn't work. I get it, your logo. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> it like, it's so work. bad. So bad. But switching it over to CBS, this is some exciting news because we all know that Survivor got cut short because of the pandemic. Mm. But now CBS has revealed that they're going to do a three hour long Survivor finale. Yeah. Which, I mean, the show was shot last summer in Fiji. And, I mean, of course, it features the 20 returning winners from past Survivor seasons. And this time they are competing for two million dollars not just one but two um following the 39 day battle host jeff probes uh we, there should be a funko and he should be on the show of yes jeff probes. yes i'm just saying I, I would love that yeah but uh he said he will crown a winner during the finale and it's all going to be virtual basically zoom everybody's going to be zoomed in <laughs> so, I, and, and i wonder from where yeah like like are they at his house? Right. Because right. all in different rooms. Because if I mean he's in Fiji. Yeah. You know, for anybody who doesn't know, he's got like his own pad on this island out there every year. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. You know, it's probably some mega mansion, and they're all isolated in each room. Yeah. They're quarantined, but they're in each room. Hey, right. I, like, I don't know. So I'm just funny. making that up. But not the house. He he really does, he does have a house have out the there. The Fiji yeah. house. Uh, yeah. But this is gonna air Wednesday, May thirteenth, from. 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Yeah. Uh, prior to the finale, CBS will air a two-hour uh, episode on Wednesday, May 6th. So, you know, you know, see what happens, see what happens. And they're also going to, um, a few weeks after that, they're going to premiere Amazing Race. That's not yeah. going to be stalled at all since, I guess, that was shot last year as well. So I'm shocked that one's been around as long. I know. I, I don't... get Survivor. I just never really got amazing race i don't i don't know either i guess the different challenges in different countries like i guess i I feel like that show just takes forever to film yeah how i i just i don't know i feel like that is a lot of unnecessary money for a production because you know they're not paying for all these plane tickets or bus rides or it's crazy yeah it is nuts for sure but uh we were talking about some companies going and filing bankruptcy cinemark it might be that one might be one of those. Um, they are the nation's third largest exhibitor. Uh, Cinemark uh, said Monday that it is selling $250 million worth of its debt security senior uh, secured notes and will use net proceeds to of the proposed offers for a general corporate shit like that. So I don't know what's going to happen with them. I think all the, the theaters, man, they, they got to start getting – really creative with what's going on yeah because uh i mean you you know we've talked about it but there's talk amc's not even gonna make it 
that they won't be able to come back yeah, after Yeah, I don't know it's what's going to happen with so, them either. Um, yeah, at least Cinemark is taking a move, you know, and trying to raise some money to, to, to stave off bankruptcy or closure for that matter. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it was a bad week for them. They just reported, too, that they did, like, 17,000 and yeah. a half layoffs, like, a whole bunch of different shit. I but mean, they also just came out, like, yesterday saying that they're hoping to reopen by July 1st. But it's not going to be the same occupancy rate. It's going to be like around 20 to 30%, which makes sense because, I mean, yes, there's only going to be that many people in the theater. But a lot of people, I feel like, are going to be scared to go to the theater at the same time. Well, you know what I think, too, is I think that a lot of these older theaters are going to have to either uh, get on the game and renovate like the Like, because if you guys have been to the movie theaters, if you go, you, you know, you know, there are some now that have these like luxury recliner chairs yeah. and they're like huge. You can basically sleep in them and really yeah. like fold, you know, and just get all, I think that's where you're going to have to go because I For mean, sure. those older theaters, you're like right on top of each other in those seats. And yeah. I just don't think that's going to fly anymore. No. I mean, what are they going to do? Rip out every other seat so that right. you can distance yourself. At least in those new chairs, they're huge. Yeah. You can kind of get some space in between yeah. the person next to you. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I think everything is going to move to an online type thing. Yeah. You know, you purchase all your tickets and everything because nobody's going to want to keep doing the hand no. stuff. And I don't know, man, it's going to be a really big game change when everything does reopen. Yeah, for sure. And there's, like I said, they're expecting the big weekend to be at like a, that July 17th, 19th weekend with uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenet yeah. uh, kicking off because they said they were not going to. Uh, delay that movie from coming out so we'll see what happens man we'll see what happens there's a lot of crazy thing going down in hollywood due to the pandemic so it is what it is man it is what it is and quibi man quibi quibi speaking of crazy things going on in hollywood right yes we finally got some definitive numbers and it's 1.7 million downloads in the first week yes i mean epic epic yeah far uh exceeding their uh expectations and what's interesting is meg whitman uh she said that it doesn't necessarily indicate how many people signed up for the app. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> because apparently you can go on and you can you can do this 90-day trial without having to put in any of your information or any kind of stuff like yeah. that. So you, the whole sign-up process is afterwards. Yeah. So these 1.7 you know, million, we don't know how many of those people are actually going to stick with and sign up for it. So interesting. Definitely worth it, guys. In my opinion, definitely worth it. Watching a lot of good stuff on there. There's like three shows that I'm watching on Quibi right now that are – Awesome. I mean, five bucks. Yeah. It's five bucks, y'all. I mean, so what? You got to sit through an ad or two for five bucks. Or if you want to splurge, eight bucks for no ads. Eight, yeah, that's what you're paying for Disney Plus by itself. Exactly. So. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like it's really good. Yeah. It's a really good bargain. They've got some really good shows and movies. And if you're in a bind, like you said, you bring it up. You know, if, you, if you're on the crapper or you're in the shower or you're like sitting at the DMV or anything where you've got to be there for an extended period of time but not long enough to sit through however, you know, these are perfect. Definitely. These are perfect. So. Definitely. But uh, we were talking about some companies filing bankruptcy. Mm. The latest in that is the XFL, the yes. wannabe NFL. Yes. Um, they filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy because they just can't keep afloat. I mean, it is what it is. Five weeks into the season, like, they had to shut it down. And apparently they still owe some stadiums some money. Yeah. So, I mean, for I, so will that get wiped away if they file bankruptcy and get approved? Well, I mean, the, the, the if I'm not mistaken, the bankruptcy, they filed Chapter 11, right. uh, which means they're trying to um, – 
list all their stuff. They're they're trying to liquidate, yeah. trying to get rid of it. So yeah, basically like anything that they can sell off all their assets for, all that money would go to the people they owe debts to, yeah. including these stadiums. And then if anything was left over, they would be able to keep it. But at this point, I don't see how anything would be left over. I no. think. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it's basically chapter 11 means you're up for sale yeah. and, uh, you know, um, they're going to try to sell off liquidate. And I mean, it makes sense. I, I wasn't a fan anyway. I mean, this is like Vince McMahon's second attempt at this. Yeah. And I just, I don't, and I don't think people want to see it unless it's the NFL. Yeah. That's just my, unless, unless you can figure out a way to make it like, um, minor league baseball. Right. If you can actually make it a minor league NFL I think people would would tune in. Yeah, I think people would want to watch that because you can see players that might be called up into the into the NFL, exactly, or you know, kind of things. But just like to have a secondary league, I just I don't think it'll ever work. I no, mean. I don't think so either. And I mean, them airing it on TV on network, it I just felt like spent a lot of unnecessary money because I mean, the D League for the N- the NBA does not get aired on no network. So I mean. Why would this is basically like the D League? So I don't, exactly, I don't understand, man. I don't understand. Let's see if he'll try it again, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he might be busy. Trump has apparently named Vince McMahon to the uh, I saw that Council to reopen America, kind of a thing. Yeah. He's like, what? <laughs> After this man just filed bankruptcy, but it's right? fine. I mean, you fine. Know, come on. Well, Trump's familiar with that. I mean, God knows his companies, his companies, as he points out, not him. Yeah, have filed bankruptcy so many times. Um. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know, man. I just I, I think they should just step. In. And speaking of NFL, I wonder how that's a, the draft, man. Yeah, how's NFL that draft it? is is at the end of this month. Like, how is that going to be done from home? Are they going right. to be like everybody's getting the phone call? Exactly. Yeah, we'd like to draft you. You know, kind of a you know, some people don't show up at the event. You know, yeah. in New York, where they get that they're sitting around with their family at right. the house waiting yeah. for the phone. Well, now everybody's going to be sitting around the house waiting for the phone call. So. Exactly, and I wonder how they're going to do that too. Because are they going to like? They're not going to send cameramen to everyone's freaking house. No, I mean, so, I mean, what are the, the fucking NFL draft is going to be Zoom, right? Everybody's going like, to be Zoomed. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Man, I, I don't know. know. Just, just thoughts. How, how are we going to do it? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, things happening with the Writers Guild as well. Yeah, it tells members to seek coverage on animated projects, uh, but they try to ensure that the animated projects are going to keep moving forward, no matter what's happening yeah yeah i mean they 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 have a lot of people still working because i mean as odd as it is through the whole covid pandemic and everything you know this is something that you can indeed do from home and uh you know with technology the way it is and everything so it makes sense yeah makes sense that they're they're telling their people to try to ensure themselves with work in this field so exactly Hmm. i did not know this though disney animated titles are produced without any union writing contract interesting i, I wonder did why not know that i, I don't know right it's just something i thought was an interesting little tidbit so yeah i guess they won't be covering themselves at disney yeah <laughs> right know. like shit what the fuck bob or bob come on the show yeah right talk to us why not uh, bob why squared are... or both of you come on <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But this one, this next one's pretty interesting. BBC basically is letting Tom Hardy be 
the next Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's going to be reading like six <laughs> bedtime stories to children all across the UK. I just have to ask, will he be wearing the Bane mask? He should. Will he be talking like... <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I, that'll be epic if he does it as Bane with his right. mask on. Like, I, I mean, not who I was before yeah, I put on the mask. That's right. Like, <laughs> he made masks cool before this whole COVID he thing, did. you know? Tom Hardy's like, what? I was, I fucking wore that shit for a whole movie. It was great. It was, it was fine. Like, it was fine. But yes, he's going to be reading uh, Hug Me Under the Same Sky. Oh. Uh, there, oh. There's a tiger in the garden. Uh, don't go in the Tiger King. Um, don't worry, little crab. <laughs> the problem with problems. And basically, like I said, he's going to be talking about his feelings because he'll be joined by the French Bulldog Blue to introduce the first book, Hug Me, with a personal message. Hello, I'm Tom. Sometimes on a day like today, I feel strong and happy, but other days I just need somebody to give me a hug. Tonight's bedtime story is all about the little cactus called Felipe. He just wants to tell you he wants a hug too. Oh. Yeah. Oh. that's why i referenced mr rogers because that is very mr rogers Well, i'm just looking that there's there's a lot of innuendo going on if you string the titles together yeah you're talking about hugging under the same sky little crabs and the problem with problems yeah i mean are little crabs a problem Uh, when you decide to hug under the same sky we don't know tom hardy (laughs) (laughs) where are you going with this man like you know we just need to know oh my french bulldog up in there i mean i don't know oh my goodness he's Found a new career path. <laughs> found a new career path. But if the whole Capone thing don't work yeah. out, which we weren't fans of that trailer either. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what did you guys think of that? It, honestly, in my opinion, it's a weird. It's kind of a weird premise with uh, Capone, quote unquote, dealing with his dementia and everything like that. Mm. They were, I guess, it's more about like the FBI and the federal government trying to figure out if he was like scamming people and if they could get him on more charges and shit like that. But the tra- the first teaser trailer is like a minute forty five or some shit like that. It was I was not a fan, not a fan. I guess we'll have to see how that, that how that he's always got book reading like exactly. you said he's got a new career if not exactly so, so, uh, exactly so everybody needs a hug <laughs> even Capone. Like, uh, just saying, just no, saying. No, I mean, who doesn't need a hug? Yeah. You know yeah. what's great to watch while you're giving people hugs? What's that? Zoe's playlist. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and of course, our guest today from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, Andrew Leeds. Oh my goodness. He is the brother. He is one of the main cast members. He is also a great baker, guys. He is. Yes. I, I, you know he gives good hugs because he bakes cookies. Exactly. I mean, if you're baking cookies, you probably give good hugs. Definitely. That's all I'm saying. Definitely. But yes, he's coming on to talk about his, the show his career things he did to get into hollywood and i mean measle commercials or chicken pox commercials (laughs) all that good shit but this dude is a lot of fun we really appreciate him come on the show and i mean like i said we've just had the zoe kick so i'm happy that a lot of them are coming on the show absolutely man i think you guys are really going to enjoy this one i mean it's entertaining and i mean it's informative yeah informative and entertaining and cookies and cookies who doesn't like cookies (laughs) but yes andrew leeds here he is andrew leeds welcome inside the crazy ant farm man how are you i'm good how are you guys uh we're doing doing fantastic man man. doing fantastic trying to stay as busy as possible during this time in life (laughs) are you guys are you guys actually in the same space right now we are actually in the same space man got a home studio it's very nice 
That's cool. Yeah. So you're quarantined together. Wow. Yes, we're quarantined together. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very much family dynamic. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yourself right now, I hear you're in the kitchen baking some cookies. I am baking some cookies, yeah. Nope. Nope, I don't know how they're going to turn out though. But <laughs> there's well, no there's no ingredients left on the shelves, so it's hard. Right? Oh, oh well, you're going to have to share I, afterwards. Yeah, right. I use I use cake flour this time. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll oh, see. oh, good luck. Cake flour. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're left. definitely going to have to follow up and let us know how that yeah. turns out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, listen, yeah, man, we're definitely. super excited to talk to you today. We got a lot of listeners and a fan base of, of Zoe's, so they're going to be super oh, awesome. pumped that you're on. Uh, you know, when we had Austin on a few weeks back, the response was overwhelming, so we we know you guys. Oh, wow. are, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So we're going to talk to you about that. Okay. And uh, But what we want to do first is kind of introduce you to the listeners a little bit. Tell them how you got started in the industry, uh, how you start, got started in acting. Was it something you always wanted to do? Did you kind of know at a young age, or did you kind of fall into it? What's the background? Um, well, when I was, I, I grew up in uh, Florida, in uh, Clearwater, Florida, and mm-hmm. um, very, very shy and uh, like painfully shy. And so my mom put me in like a singing, a little singing like group at the uh, Largo Recreation Center, and uh, we did like little, you know, little musicals and. And I, this is, I was like three at the time. Oh, there's that beep for the oven. The oven's ready. So that's good. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so I, uh, I don't know what it was, but I loved it. So I kept going because I loved going. And by the time I was, I think, seven, there was a, a Broadway musical that was coming to Florida, to Tampa, to do their like pre-Broadway tryout. Right. And they, uh, I think my mom may have seen an ad in the newspaper or something like that. And so she took me down there and I met with like the person who was running the or sort of partially running the theater in Florida to potentially be a, to be an understudy for the, like the three or four boys who were in the show. And I didn't have to do anything for the audition. It wasn't really even, there was just a meeting with this woman and, uh, and she hired me pretty much cause I was seemingly well-behaved and um, <laughs> it's always good. And uh, yeah. And polite. And so I got the job and while they were in Florida, I, understudied the the kids i didn't know any if i had got if one of the kids had gotten sick i would not have known what to have done um (laughs) i was not at all no one prepared me i wasn't prepared and for some reason like i remember that being backstage and one of the kids saying to me do you know the like lyrics to any of these songs and just thinking to myself oh my gosh and i was only seven at the time but i was thinking like oh no like i don't know any of these like what like It never really occurred to me that like I would have to go on and I didn't. And then at the end of the the run in Florida, they were packing up all their stuff. And uh, I was sitting there with my mom and I said, oh, I wish I could go to New York with them. And she goes, well, why don't you just go ask the producer? And not knowing any better and not, you know, not being scared at the time because you're a kid, you just don't know. Right. I walked down the hall to the producer and I said, excuse me. And I said, can I go to New York with you guys? And she said, well, have, do we even know if you can sing? And I said, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I haven't sung for you. So she said, okay, come down to the orchestra pit at half hour at seven 30 and sing for us. And I did. And I went and I sang a song and five minutes later, she came back upstairs and they said, okay, yeah, you can come to New York. Wow. Oh, awesome. So, wow. Yeah. I, I think what a, what a, I don't think that ever happens that, you know, it's such a random thing to have happened, happened. Uh, so we went to Baltimore and then we went to New York and it opened on Broadway and the kid, one of the kids I was understudying was pretty bad as a, you know, as a, he was a bad little kid and getting himself into trouble and he was biting the other kids. And so eventually he got 
back well at that point i started to actually learn the show because i was like oh i might have to go on right right <laughs> and uh one of the one of the performances he was running around backstage and cracked his head open oh my um, goodness and so it's so funny i feel like that's like something that you talk about when you're a kid like oh yeah he cracked his head open i don't feel like that happens as an adult no uh, let's hope not open. right <laughs> and i feel like i feel like it happens with kids but anyway so i had to go on uh, like right, actually it was right before the show started. So, you know, they said, are right, you gonna, you're ready to go on. You have to go on. And I said, Oh, where's my, where's my mom? <laughs> and so they, you know, this is before cell phones. So right. somehow they, somehow they found, tracked her down and she showed up halfway through the show with my aunt and, and I went on and it, it was fine. And then like a few weeks later he got fired. And so, and I, I took over the role, uh, but I took over the role, but the show was like, wasn't doing very well. It was in one of the biggest theaters on Broadway is called the Minskoff theater. And it's where the Lion King is now. And, mm-hmm. um, so we'd perform. So I probably, I, I want to say it's close to 2000 seats. It might, it might be a little, I don't even know. It's around that though, but there were times where we'd do the show for 60 people. So it closed pretty quickly. It was only, it only ran for a total of like three months. And, um, and, and yeah, and that's in from there, I got an agent and the day it closed, my mom called me, my mom called me and said, yeah, good news and bad news. Uh, good news is the bad news is that the show is closing and the good news is that you have an audition for Les Mis. Awesome. And, and that led to me ultimately getting, uh, you know, getting a job doing Les Mis, uh, for, which I did for like two years. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's how I got my start. It was a long time ago, but that's the basic story yeah so i mean but that's pretty awesome we're always it's always fascinating to listen to how people got into yeah. it you know and that's got to be one of the most unusual stories we've heard you just no, come down sing for us boom you got it that's really cool dude yeah uh, you just got to remind yourself never hurts to ask <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly, exactly exactly and then we also saw that uh, you posted it a while ago <laughs> your little jingle for what the chicken box or something yeah, like chicken that, box. Uh, that chicken... was some classic singing with lacy shaver right <laughs> yeah yeah chicken pox vaccine while i was in new york while we were there i was doing another show called falsettos and at the time i was doing a lot of uh jingles and voiceovers for like burger king and you know all sorts of dunkaroos and like uh Remember that place, Discovery Zone, and like all these right. different, you know, all the General Mills cereals, Lucky Charms, and all that stuff. And so, I don't know. Somehow they were like, we need people to sing. We need two kids to sing. Something's coming from West Side Story about the new chickenpox vaccine. But anyway, <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, man, it, it was, it was. I saw that. I was just like, wow, this is fantastic. I mean, we got to yeah. it up. <laughs> So how yeah, do you, okay, so let's talk about it though. How do you, so how do you make the transition? You know, you're doing Broadway, you're doing, you're doing theater. Um, do you, where was the, where did you make the transition into kind of the television side and, and what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you make the leap out. I, we see that you're bouncing back and forth from coast to coast. Did you make the leap out to LA to get into the TV industry or how did that all happen? So around the time I, well, sort of like two sections of my life slash career, I guess, because around the time of, uh, I did this Broadway show called Falsettos and I did an opera and then I got a movie that shot out here. It's really, really, I mean, I don't want to say it's bad, but I don't, I don't, I don't really watch it. <laughs> 20 years <laughs> yeah. This movie, this movie, uh, summer camp movie called the pig's tale, um, that not many people have seen, but it's, it's, it's on HBO and Showtime every once in a while. But, um, so I got this, that movie. And so that, that brought me out to LA. Um, and then we basically, my, I did a couple of, I did this movie called major pain and, uh, and everybody's like, okay, it's time to go back to high school so you can get into college. And so that's what I did. And I went, we went back to Florida and then I applied to schools and I ended up uh, somehow 
getting into Stanford uh, and uh, majored in computer science. And while I was there, directed some theater stuff, but um, struggled really hard with the academics because most of my most of my experience, you know, growing up was getting tutored, which really meant me just like doing whatever I wanted. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, so I learned some things really well because the stuff I was interested in and the other stuff I just never did. So I got to Stanford and, you know, I had never written a paper before. I had never pretty much never read a book. <laughs> I, mean, like, <laughs> I love the honesty, man. Yeah, just you just coming with it. It's like, yeah, no, I did what I wanted. I didn't write anything. The, I never yeah. read a book. I mean, the, <laughs> the only book that I ever read, I think up until that point, uh, was Catcher in the Rye, but I didn't even finish it. I, I literally had like six pages left and I didn't finish it. Damn. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah, so I, so, uh, so that was, so Stanford, it was hard. I mean, obviously it was hard. I was not totally equipped for it. Um, but, uh, so then after that, I moved down to LA, wasn't really sure exactly. I guess, I guess I moved to LA to start acting and, and, um, definitely was a struggle, you know, getting back into it. And, and, you know, it was also such a different time than it is now mm-hmm. in terms of like what TV was and, you know, this is a very, it's really evolved a lot in the last 15, you know, years. Yeah, I'd say. it really has. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, the the career took off clearly. I mean, that some of the the list of shows that you've been on and are appeared on, man, is, is just incredible. I mean, you're talking oh, what, nice. Entourage, Veep, Grey's Anatomy, Lucifer, Barry. I mean, you're killing it with some of these huge shows, man. That's nice. I've been very, I've been, I feel like I've been very lucky to get to be on some really good shows. Like, you know, there's a lot of shows out there, and you could be on, and you know, absolutely. Who knows what what parts you guys? Just sort of the timing of it all, and and you know, the right people, you know, seeing you on something else and, you know, all sorts of things that can lead to, uh, to that happening. But I feel like I've somehow been fortunate to, especially like the last couple of years, just to, you know, Barry is off, such a great show and Zoe's is great. And Get Shorty is a great show. Oh, and, yeah, um, definitely. um, yeah, so it's, so it's been, it's been, I feel very lucky that I've gotten the opportunity and just really, just to get to work with some really, really great people. Well, on let's, shows, yeah. You know? Let's talk about Zoe's because dude, this show is absolutely incredible. I mean, we, we, like I said, we've got a huge uh, listener base that, that are massive fans of this show. We get so much interaction back and forth whenever we talk about the show. Um, I think it's so original. and You know, the concept yeah. behind it was just outstanding. It attracted, I think, so many people right away. Um, let's talk about that a little bit because Austin kind of brought up he – was, he was very funny about the casting process. He said it was like really like American Idol. We had so many people coming in and out and, and literally singing for us and doing all that. What was your casting process? process like well my it was uh it was non-existent kind of i knew i've known austin for a long time mm-hmm. um austin saw me in a uh a music or a sort of play with some with some songs in it in uh in la I, I mean i don't know if austin talked about this at all but austin you know when he was a kid he won this like young playwrights festival did he tell you about that at all yep yep he sure did pretty pretty amazing um and uh he won like many many times um it's kind of, I guess, a, a little bit of a prodigy. Um, anyway, so he, um, so he saw me in this play, and afterwards he came up to me and he said, "You and I are going to be friends." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I said, oh, "Okay, sure." Uh, and so we ended up becoming friends. I mean, I, I, it wasn't like I, you know, we didn't see each other all that often, but we, over the years, we talked and saw each other frequently. And um, and when he had, you know, we'd send each other scripts that we, because I also write, and mm-hmm. he, he would, you know, we'd send each other scripts that we'd written and get each other's feedback. Now the cookies, look, they look like they're almost done, but they're not quite. No, you guys are really interested. <laughs> we are interested in this. I'm going to put them in for another two minutes. There you go. There um, you go. So, um, so, so yeah, so Austin, um, Austin, we would send each other scripts and he sent me the script and I was like, this is, you know, this is my favorite thing you've ever written. Like, this is, you know, this is amazing. 
And um, he called me during the casting process. He said, hey, I was supposed to actually audition. He wanted me to come in or someone wanted me to come in to audition for the role of Leaf. To which I said, I do not want to come in and read for that role because if I do, I'm not going to be good. <laughs> and I'm not going to get it. And then it's just going to make it's just going to make any any other possibility of a role on the show impossible because people are going to not feel great about what I did, you know. So let's not do that. And he said, OK, that's funny. And then Colwick said, he goes, hey, listen, if I offered you the role of the brother, would you do it? Because, you know, we it's a very small role in the pilot and it'll be bigger in the series. But I, I they're not you know, it, we for us to find someone to do. Uh, a role that's essentially, I don't know, it's like four or five lines. I'm not sure mm-hmm. for us to find someone to do that. You know, it's going to be hard because, you know, there's, it's just like anybody that is great is not necessarily going to want to do it because of the size of the role. And would you do it for me as a favor? And I said, I would, you know, I would love to, of course, you came, I'd love to be involved in this. And I think it's great. And, and of course, um, and then a week later he called me and he said, um, so I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if you're going to get the job. And I was like, <laughs> oh, so it was just weird because it, it started out as like, will you do me this favor? It's like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to give you the job now. Right. There was, there were some concerns about like, I mean, things that I don't even want to bring up now, but there, they just, there were things that like didn't even make any sense. It was just like someone brought up like, Oh, well, is he too tall? Is he too short? Is he too this? Is he too, you know what I mean? Right. Just things of like, you know, um, and then, so that went on for a little while. And then I found myself basically almost begging <laughs> they're like wait a second no no like it was weird it went from you doing me a favor to me being like wait no no i want no I <laughs> right want i want this part i want this part <laughs> yeah i want to be involved in this um because i i love it so much and and you know he's such a good friend and and so eventually he said hey well you you know people don't you know they don't know if you can sing we send in the tape of you singing and so i had some tapes of me like just messing around on the piano so i sent those in and then i think after that they hired me and um so yeah so it wasn't really much of an audition process um and then although you know when we were doing the pilot i was definitely like the entire time i was thinking you know the way that they're shooting this I'm pretty sure that they can just like cut me out of this pretty easily. Like if you like, <laughs> if you look at me, like when I'm like, we're like, we're on that boat together all at the, right. you know, it's like, Oh, they're all, the three of them are staying together. The family's like staying together. And then I'm like driving the boat. Like, right. For all we, for all we know, I'm just the guy that drives the boat. Right. They like cut it, cut it correctly. Um, so I was definitely like aware that like, Oh, we'll see what happens. But then it got, you know, it got picked up and then they, they didn't, they didn't cut me out of it. So that was good. Uh, and, uh, and I'm so happy that it, you know, I'm so I had the, probably the best time that I've ever had, you know, working on anything just because of the musical aspect was so fun and getting to watch Austin, you know, have like, you know, his dream come true and right. be able to be able to make this show that he, that, that is so personal to him. And, you know, with this, that's so different, uh, you know, you know, there's nothing really anything else like it. And, Absolutely. To get to see that, you know, and, and just there's so many other great people that work on the show from so many of the actors to to the producers and the directors. And it's just it's just and, the, and of course, Mandy Moore, who you're going to get to talk to. And she's just unbelievable. Like I've uh, she's a dream, just a dream person to work with. I bet, I bet. And like you said, the cast is absolutely phenomenal. Um, yourself, yourself included. And I've, I've said in the past, my favorite, my favorite stuff is the family dynamic on the show. I think anytime the group of the family is together, that those scenes are just absolutely incredible. Um, I do, I do, I, I, and we have to say we're both really excited about the fact that they're expanding your character a little bit and telling more of your story a little bit because you know we we were thrilled oh, to see that. Um, I, so I got to bring it up a couple of weeks 
weeks ago because I thought it was absolutely amazing and I have no idea how you did it. The scene, you know, you know where Emily is is, is wanting some and the, yeah. the, her doing that dance <laughs> and and then Zoe's looks, you know, when Jane is given all the looks, how you held a straight face through that entire sequence, I have no idea. Dude. Right. That was well, brilliant. I didn't, see, I, I, I didn't see anything. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, I I, know, I didn't really get to watch at all. And so I was just focused on the fake paperwork in front of me, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Alice is incredible. I mean, so, so is Jane. They're both just awesome, awesome actors, awesome people. And um, so I'm not surprised. I, I, actually, I actually was surprised. I did not know what she, what Alice was doing back there. And she was incredible. She was so good. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. So she was so good. Definitely so, um, without doubt. Um, but, uh, but no, it was, it was, it was very funny. It was fun to get to watch it back and be like, Oh, that's what was happening. <laughs> a lot of times, you know, yeah. um, but, uh, but yeah, no, the family's great. I mean, it's like, uh, I became very close with um, Mary and Peter mm-hmm. by my parents and I, they're just the, they're just great, great people. And we had a lot of fun in Vancouver getting to, you know, go out to dinner and hang out and, Mary's always a wonderful host and would have people over and just so, so lovely, just like, just great, great, great people. So that was also one of the best parts about it was, it was making those friendships. And, um, I haven't, I, I don't think I really had that in a long time. Maybe part of it was that we were, you know, we were in Vancouver. So, you know, there's a little bit of a summer camp aspect of it, you know, sure. versus if we were in LA, like we would, we would all go home and not see each other. But in Vancouver, like you go out to dinner, you, you just, you spend, a, you spend more time with people because everybody nobody is nobody's families are there so um but it was you know it, that was just a wonderful wonderful element of it. well so and you can tell great, too great. i mean on screen that 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 relationship that off-screen relationship plays well on screen you can see that everybody gets along you can see that there's a there's a friendship there and so i think that translates really well oh that's great that's yeah, great. and I think what a lot of people love about the show is somebody can connect with a certain character on the show. I mean, you can connect with a dad that, or a, someone who's about to be a dad and who's a little scared, someone who's in between two right. relationships with Simon and Zoe, or someone who's going through like the decay, basically, of a parent. Like, So there's so many things that people can connect with on the show. I think that's why it makes it such a huge success. Yeah, yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I I agree. I mean, I think it's there is like there's it's it's an interesting show because there really is so much going on. Like, yeah, there's so many different stories and so many different types of stories and types of you know groups of people. She's got you know her work her work situation. She's got Mo and you know and she's got obviously their love triangle going on, and then there's a the family situation going on as well. So there's just like kind of is something for everybody to some mm-hmm. degree. Oh, absolutely. And kudos to the writer's room in Austin yeah. because the way they weave it all together is just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, they've worked very, very hard. I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone work as hard as Austin worked during uh, during production of that show. That guy was, I mean, he was insane. <laughs> I, I really, I, I mean, I thought he was, I thought he could, he could potentially die. Like, oh man, oh, man. <laughs> he, he was going at yeah, it. Like, <laughs> pressure cooker, man. All right. He was, you know, he was probably, you know, he was, uh, he was definitely working 18, 19 hours a day. Like yeah. he was nonstop. Yeah. Just go, 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 go. So, you know. Well, like you said earlier, a, a passion project for him, yeah, right? Fine. So definite. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally a passion project. Exactly. Okay. Well, so. we got to ask, cause I, I'm curious. And so I'm just going to like throw this out there cause I want to know as big brother, um, are you team Max or team Simon for right. Zoe? <laughs> <laughs> cause this is the dynamic. Yeah. This is where we're at. <laughs> 
Let me ask you guys. What 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 are you guys? Oh, we're totally team Max. I can so relate to Max. I feel so bad for him. So I'm I'm totally yeah. down with team Max, man. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't think there's any question. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> like. I'll get, in, I'll get in trouble for saying this, but but no, I, I mean no. I mean, she should she should definitely be with Max. I mean, I think she's she's a little like you know, she's obviously a little obsessed with Simon. But come on, exactly, <laughs> I mean, exactly. Seriously. Smart man. This is a smart man right here. I, exactly, no doubt. and especially <laughs> yeah. in the episode last week or a couple of weeks ago, where she finally said, "I don't want to be that woman. I don't want to be the other woman or the homewrecker." Which, in like up until this point, you've kind of been that way. Like, I mean, I can understand oh, having totally. having the connection about the dads <laughs> and everything like that. But then, like, yeah, that kiss was a little overboard. And then, yeah, that other episode, just <laughs> yeah, man. A lot of it. A lot of it's his fault. Oh yeah, for sure, not, for sure. Like he's he needs to calm it down. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's for sure taking uh, advantage of her feelings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's so you know. So it's it's both of them, but um, but no, I I definitely would. I definitely, as her brother, I would I would tell her to to be with Max. There you, know? you go. I feel you. Or I'd say, or I'd say, hey, you know what? Maybe you're not, maybe you're not ready to be with. Maybe you should be dating people. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Play the like, field a little bit. Yeah, play the field. Let's see what happens. Exactly. Um, yeah, but I, I, I definitely for Max, definitely for sure. That, well, Poor that's guy. good to hear. That's good. To hear. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I personally, yeah. what, so I'm looking forward to seeing how your storyline develops, though, and plays out, especially after the baby comes, and 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 how we see that dynamic yeah, change. Yeah, it with seems the family. like it's getting much more like prevalent. Everybody's getting to get a little inside glimpse on that relationship, and especially at the end of the one episode where your wife buys uh, the stair climber or whatever yeah, for yeah, the dad. That's great I, stuff. Yeah. How many times did you ride that thing? <laughs> Uh, I wrote it a lot. I really enjoyed that. I think <laughs> my performance that I really did enjoy it. Um, right. The thing about, you know, it was very difficult because it, it, if it sat there for two, for more than like 20 seconds, it would start to beep. Oh shit. So I can't, it was very tricky. Actually. I had to like, I had to constantly move it just a little bit during the scene. Mm. So that way it wouldn't start to beep. You would have, yeah. you would think that they would have figured out a way for that not to have happened. But right. Didn't. So, um, here's a fun story. <laughs> we about. love fun stories. I mean, well, I don't know if I should say this or not, but, but basically we had to reshoot uh, part of the stair climbing thing. Just like there was just like an angle that like it was just like one little tiny thing. It wasn't like a, we didn't have to reshoot the whole scene or anything. Uh-huh. It was just like someone's hand or whatever it was. I don't remember. But but we went to go reshoot it and um, a piece of clothing was missing. Oh, from oh. A, very, a, a very specific piece of clothing was missing that somebody was wearing. And so it was uh, everybody was very stressed out because you know you what you it has to match and there was right, just no exactly. that that piece of clothing didn't you couldn't get it anywhere so i don't know exactly what they ended up doing but they figured it out because you can't tell no in the thing but um but yeah it was definitely uh a lot of the whole day spent people running around saying where's this where'd the shirt go where'd the shirt oh no go? <laughs> um but uh but yeah but no i i rode the stair i was happy to get back into the stair climbers uh, <laughs> when we had to reshoot i was very excited about that um, but it is very, very slow, so it's not terribly exciting. Yeah. But it does feel like it does feel like it's definitely worth it. If you ever have a chance to ride one of them, I'd say you should you should take someone apart. Definitely on the bucket list. On the bucket, on the bucket list. list. There you go. And yeah. make there one as go. fast as a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Is... yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, I have a feeling that, I, and I mean, I know you probably can't tell us, but I just have a feeling like your your guy's gonna David's gonna have this like big breakout after the baby, and we're gonna be seeing some like crazy stuff from David. I hope. I do uh, too. You know. Really? 
Yeah, I, I just no, have this feeling, man. I, I I don't know, but you know, he's always like this straight laced kind of put together guy, you know. And I just I think the guy on the on the pool table, we're gonna see more of that. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Interesting, the guy on the pool table. Yeah, I can see I can see what you're saying. <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You, you think you think he's gonna um. You think what? Well, tell me. Tell me what you mean. You think that he's gonna like? You think he'll have like a a, a crisis, or you think he'll. Like what do you think? Well, do you okay, think I'm just gonna put this out there because I and I have no idea, but I'm assuming that 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 dad is gonna pass, and I feel like David is gonna have to step up. He's a new dad. His dad has passed, and he's gonna kind of have to come into this role a little bit as like the as the leader of the family, and that's gonna cause a little bit of stress because we know David gets stressed out a little bit. So I, yeah. I just I feel like that's kind of where the path is gonna go, and this it's gonna be overwhelmed with the excitement of the baby, but the loss of the dad, and now how do I try to balance all this with my with my family? And I, I don't know. I'm just saying that's that's my thought process. <laughs> I could see. Let me, let me ask you guys a question. All right. All right. Do you think that in that episode where where um, Emily wanted him to have sex, right? Mm-hmm. Like, did you, did you feel like David was was a jerk, or what did you think? Uh, mm-hmm. When I guess when she said that he sat down on the bed and said, "Want to do it?" Like he wasn't as like comforting to her i guess when you should probably uh like try to comfort her and like protect her feelings but i mean you could tell she was feeling some type of way especially after zoe already told him that oh she probably wants to get some right yeah i feel i feel like he was misunderstood like like again i I feel like he's always trying to do the right thing and but and i thought that that was played out well in the scene he's like no no i'm ridiculously attracted to you but you're going through all this stuff and i just don't want to do anything to overwhelm you or kind of right like overstep right and so i feel like this poor guy's probably horny as hell and really wanting to be with his wife because he's attracted to her but he doesn't want he always wants to do the right thing so yeah i mean he knew the day count like two months (laughs) three weeks that's true he did that's true but also also he's pretty stressed out exactly his his dad is like they basically just told they said it's like it's almost the end right Right. and that's what they said in the episode before so um you know like maybe he's not feeling you know that like that's the priority necessarily Uh it makes Um, sense but uh you know but but i think some people might be like no he should be you know it's too much about the dad he should be worried about his you know Right, You're worried about his his wife more. Yeah, but, right. I mean, there's definitely a lot going on with all of these characters. No, but I love the insight that you just gave because I mean, I think we agree, right? I, yeah. I I really feel like that's where it's at. He's stressed out. He's got all this going on. And again, I think the whole dynamic for David and 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 Emily is that they know they're about to bring life into this family, but the overwhelming theme is they're losing the, the yeah. you know the patriarch of the family. So how do you deal with that? And I, so yeah, right. stress is definitely you know going to play in. So that's where i'm hoping your storyline goes right what can you imagine that's like so like dancing on a pool table but what, what, that's that in real in the real world that, that would be sort of like him breaking out well i honestly i continue to see <laughs> now we're just getting into our creative side right, yeah, i don't exactly. know yeah austin's yeah. gonna call back up yeah, and say what listen- the fuck he's no, listening <laughs> i i just kind of see him playing continue to play out his role and the stress is going to continue to build until he just has a break you know where he literally just breaks down because we haven't really right. seen that yet you know we've seen him try to stay i mean he had that little moment when he didn't talk to you know, to zoe or you know he kind of had that right, step right. away but we haven't seen him crack yet 
And I really feel like oh. with the, the stress is going to start to get to him and where it's overwhelming responsibility. We kind of saw that a little bit, right? Where when he's taking care of mom, brings her to go get the, the, the lemonade and, you know, and he feels like it's his responsibility to take care of yes. everything. So I, I just, but I think you're right though. He does. He, he really, everybody else is like so emotional and he's actually pretty, he kind of holds it together. Right. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see if, when, if he, if at some point that, that, all that holding it in finally breaks free. You know? yeah. So let's turn it. Let's ask you then. What what do you, do you want to see him kind of lose it a little bit? Would you like to play that? Or do you, I mean, what, what are your, what's your thoughts on it? I mean, I do, I think it would be realistic. I think so. I mean, I certainly, I, I you know, at a certain point, I, I think I would be like, okay, I've, you know, um, it's too much, you know, that's what, you know, you hold that, you hold all that in at a certain point you do sort of explode, you know, absolutely. In some way. So, and just, so, think- yeah, I mean, I think it, just think of all the possibilities. I'm thinking. I'm sitting here right away. Just like all the music that you could go along right. with that breakdown would be brilliant. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, so many true. songs, yeah. right? Like to have this wave of emotion that David would be riding. So many songs. I mean, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, well, hopefully we, uh, hopefully we get to find out. I think so, dude. I mean, I I can't imagine it not going. I think this whole social media blitz and the whole strategy that NBC had behind it is brilliant. Um, I mean, it's definitely talked about. I mean, you see the hashtag everywhere, and everybody I know is talking about it. Yes, totally. No, it's it's definitely. I think NBC loves the show, and I think that the people that watch it seem to really, really love it. So. um, it's fun too. It's like a, a wide variety of people love it, which is really cool to see. Like people that I'm like, oh, I didn't realize. Like I've had people saying to me, like, I never thought in a million years this would be my kind of show, and I love it. So I think that's pretty pretty cool to see that that's you know. It, and it's it's, it's one of those rare family shows. I really yeah. do feel like it's one where the entire family can just sit down and watch it, and everybody will connect yes. to it. And that's rare these days. I've so had, I've had a lot of people tell me that like, oh, it's so great, I can watch it with my kids. Yeah. Right, exactly, awesome. <laughs> and, and and the music brings it all together. Like I, I play name the tune, name that tune every time with the rest of my right. family. I'm like, what's that song before they say? You know, because it's oh, such a funny. wide range of music. You know, you start off with the Beatles, but then we're going modern day Kelly Clarkson and like all these this range of music. So it's fun to play that too. Do you guys have a favorite episode? Ooh, uh. yeah, that, one, that one's <laughs> difficult. That one's difficult. I really liked when Zoe like danced on the table to Billy Joel. Uh, yeah. I, that was that, <laughs> that was, was a great. that uh. was a great episode. But it was also like kind of a turning point where I was kind of like Zoe, what are you doing? But she was also having like a breakdown. So, but I think yeah. that was probably my favorite episode because it like it made you most relate to her. Uh, before totally. anyone else yeah. because of what she was going through because i'm sure everybody has been in that situation where a family member is like about to die or either just died and they're just trying to come in the grips with the fact that it's happening mm-hmm. yes, i think my favorite totally, episode yeah. is um the engagement party one where the you know in the backyard where the rose <laughs> wall goes burns, up yeah. and uh just yeah, because yeah, yeah. like i said i'm rooting for max and i feel like that was a really strong max episode yeah. you know i thought skylar did a great job miles, yeah um, so I loved that. And, and again, like I said, I loved the week, uh, the episode a couple of weeks ago where you guys had the breakout moment with uh, you and Emily. So, uh, you know, cause I, I love Alice. I think she's fantastic. Yeah. And I really she's do great, like seeing yeah. that dynamic grow. Those are probably my two favorite episodes really. Yeah, wow. All right. Cool. Wow. Very, very cool. Yeah. It's interesting. It's a, it's interesting to see the show progress and, you know, they're, the episodes have such different things in them too. So it's fun, yeah. to, fun to really see it all. Yeah. 
Oh, and it's a huge credit to yourself and the rest of the cast. Uh, Like I said, uh, Logan said it perfectly earlier. I think there's somebody on that show that everybody can connect to, and I think that's because of the likability and the realism that's brought to the performances by all of you guys. So huge kudos to you for that. Very nice. Well, a lot of that is, you know, also Austin and the directors. Yeah. But thank you. Oh, yeah. No, no, no doubt. I mean, it's a, it's a team effort. I mean, Austin is brilliant, but you guys bring the brilliance, you know. So it's just – I think it's a phenomenal show, man. Congratulations, really. No, thanks. Thank you so much. I'm going to tell you right now, these cookies turned out really well. <laughs> so we didn't even ask. What kind of cookies are they? Pleasant. They're just straight-up chocolate chip cookies, but I'm very pleasantly surprised. Well, there you go. Turned out just you. add that to the resume, man. Yeah, just another go. skill. <laughs> exactly. You know, no, now we need to see David in the kitchen cooking. Exactly. Well, I mean, just so you know. That's right. <laughs> you could do some sort of a musical cooking cookies. It'll be fantastic. No, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So what do yeah, you have yeah. coming up, man? What you got What you got coming up in the future, aside from Zoe's? What you working on? Well, I was, I was supposed to be going to New Mexico to work on this uh, mini-series about Evil Knievel for USA. Mm, cool. But – you know, that's obviously put on hold right now. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it's supposed to go back to some other shows that I was working on before Zoe's. And um, I've been shooting some of my own stuff uh, and doing a bunch of writing. And yeah, right at the moment, just uh, just editing some stuff that I've been doing and and, uh, and doing a bunch of writing. And uh, yeah, and then sort of everybody's just sort of waiting to see. Absolutely. How long is this going to go on for? Yeah, what's know? next? Yeah, right. And we're hoping crazy. not too long, man. We're hoping everybody just takes heed and stays inside and gets rid of this stuff, I man. Know. Well, that's exciting. I, I, I mean, I just we could not be more thrilled that you came on and talked to us. I mean, seriously. Oh, anytime, that, you guys. It's it's going to be great. The listeners are going to love this without doubt. What we like to do at the end is kind of have every have you pass along some advice. Like, what advice would you give to? Because we have a lot of up and comers, people trying to get into the industry yeah. that listen to our podcast. So, what advice would you give to them? Anybody trying to get into the industry? Maybe even some pitfalls that you would say definitely look out to or avoid. I would say. Um, I would say always ask, right? Um, right, based right. On my experience again, but but ask in ask in a way that's not too over. You know, you ask, and if they say no or don't respond, you move on. You know, right? Um, don't be too push pushy, but you always ask. Um, I would say really work on if you want to be an actor, work on your writing. Mm-hmm. You know, in addition to your acting, like work on you know, so many people can now make their own things. So don't wait around for the phone to ring. Make your own stuff. You know, absolutely. Um, and. Uh, I would say, I would say that's the most important thing is like, you know, if you're a creative person, create, um, and that will only make you more valuable and make you feel better about yourself, you know? And I would say, I don't know, like, you know, just keep like work hard and practice and the things that you're not good at, try to get better at and just, just work hard. You know, I, that's what I would just say, work hard and, and be creative. There you go. Um, I think that's the, that's the key is just keep, just to keep trying and, and know that it's not not everything you write is going to be great. Not everything you do is going to be great. So what can you take from the things that aren't great and then make something great out of that, you know? Definitely. Definitely. That, I mean, that's so, like uh, solid advice. And I love that yeah, because we haven't heard that before. That if you want to be an actor, write. I really like that advice yeah. because, I mean, what better way to learn how to develop characters or portray characters than yeah. by developing characters and writing your own – I mean, that's brilliant advice, man. But yeah. ask me again in a week. I might have a different thing to say. <laughs> right. Right. Well, we might take you up on that. We that's might right. call you back up. That's I mean, right. you know, anytime you want to come on the show or even just talk about the industry, shoot the shit, like we're always down, man. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Open invite. I appreciate man. it. Of course. I appreciate it. I wish you guys could see the I wish 
see these cookies. They really, I, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of jealous. I'm well, when this jealous. whole quarantine thing is over and everything, and we're back out in LA. We, we're going to have you bake us some cookies. Right. We're going to have just going to happen. Okay. <laughs> absolutely. I will absolutely do that. I will absolutely do that. All right. Well, it was great talking to you guys. Great you too, to man. You too, man. You and the family yeah, stay really safe. Appreciate- Take care, man. You too. Really appreciate you being such fans of the show. It's great. Of course. Uh, of course. Oh, we, one um, more thing. Tell right. everybody where they can yeah. follow you, man. We want everybody to be able to follow you. You guys do a great wow. job live tweeting and everything. Where can they find you on social media, dude? So, yeah, on Instagram, uh, just Andrew Leeds, L-E-E-D-S. And then on Twitter, it's Leeds Andrew because someone at Andrew Leeds. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's amazing so, how yeah. that happens, right? Totally. Um, so, yeah, so that's uh, – that's uh, that's that. And yeah, I, I'm not. I'm a. Yeah, I do. I I, I won't live tweet, but uh, but yeah, you know, yeah. Follow me, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, follow you on Instagram. We might see the cookies. Exactly. That there, you, you should post a picture oh, on Instagram of the cookies, man. That could happen. I will post a picture of the cookies. All right. <laughs> okay. All right, dude. Listen, take care, man. Like I said, we really appreciate it. You have a great rest of the week and open you invite. Too. Seriously, dude. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. See yep, you, man. You too. Bye bye. Man, <laughs> he, he's a funny guy. And multi-talented. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this guy basically baked the entire interview. Yeah, <laughs> so. like, <laughs> like, ding, they're done. Exactly. Oh, so I, I really do, though, all seriousness, I, I love the insight that he gave to the show because yeah. you can really tell that that family dynamic and that the cast is really yeah, tight. Yeah, it's there. Um, and, and just how the way he talks about the cast and the way he talks about Austin and Mandy and everything, it's really exciting to hear that that's the way it is, you know? Agreed. Um, so yeah, that was really fun. Man. It was, it was. Thank and you. another one where it's just brutally honest. I know, right? right? It's like, yeah, no, I don't know if I can sing You're right. or, well, I, I, I didn't study. I didn't read a book. I didn't like, you know, I just <laughs> love people who come on here and just say, this is me. Right. And this is how I, it's great stuff. Man. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you again, Andrew Leeds for coming on the show. All right. Now it is time for our top five segment. Oh my goodness. This is where the real filmmaking takes place. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Just saying, you said that to me a while ago, and the more I watch these movies, the more I realize it's true. It's, it's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can say what you want. Date night, you know, chick flick, whatever you want. But romantic comedies kick ass. Yes, exactly. And there's a lot of storytelling going on in romantic comedies exactly. and a lot of filmmaking that, you know, if you're not watching them, you're missing out on. Exactly, exactly. Same, yeah, man. top five romantic comedies. And honestly, I think this might be the number one genre in filmmaking. Because there's a lot of romantic comedies. There is a lot of romantic comedies. It's yeah. true. But, it's uh, true. Man, um, my number five was one we just watched, mm. Amazon Prime original, The Big Sick. Man. So good. So good. So good. Uh, starring and real life story by Camille Nibajer. <laughs> everybody knows I'm bad with names, but about to be in The Eternals and a huge comedian right now, but just an epic story about how he got started with his wife and how like all that took place with she had an illness that she just couldn't shake and then she ended up going to the hospital for a certain amount of time and this it was really good and like a really good like heart to heart film right I agreed i mean and i think those are sometimes the best comedies yeah. are are the ones with tragedy yeah i, I mean that's Agreeing. that's true that's just how it goes um my number 5 is a Reese Witherspoon cuz who doesn't love Reese Witherspoon no. in a good romantic comedy, right? Home Again. Yes. I re- it's one of her newer ones um, and one of her lesser scenes, unfortunately, because some big thing happened that kind of like kept people away from the box oh, wow. office when it came out. Um, 
But it's really great. It's about her, and she's divorced from her husband, and she's trying to, you know, reacclimate to life as a as a single woman. She's got two daughters, and uh, her dad was a famous filmmaker. Um, and so she comes across these three guys that are basically out in Hollywood as aspiring filmmakers. One's an actor, one's a director, one's a writer. And she kind of takes them in because she's got extra space in her stuff and she falls for one of them and kind of a thing. And then the husband pops back in and is, you know, uh Oh, what do we do now? Kind of a thing. I just thought it was really good. I love the way they blend the, the romantic comedy side of it though. And then with the filmmaking aspect, because if you're a filmmaker, they talk heavily about that whole thing too. Candace Bergen. I mean, it's great fucking film, bro. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like a great cast as well. Yeah, but, it's great. Um, my number four was, I mean, everybody knows, I love the one and only Kevin Smith. So, of course, Chasing Amy. Mm. Ben Affleck, freaking the dude from uh, My Name is Earl. I mean, just so many yeah. phenomenal Joey Lauren Adams. Yeah, yeah, just such a great movie about like getting over your insecurities, basically, especially with another person that comes into the relationship that – you don't you have it's kind of taboo to you so you have to learn how to love that person throughout their past learning about their past so honestly one of the best speeches at the end of the movie by the one and only kevin smith uh but yes so good so good um you never see amy in the movie it's not about amy no it's about the story that amy had but exactly. such a good movie. Such a good movie. <laughs> and it's all about comics and yeah, stuff like you know. Exactly. Come on. I, I mean, I've said it before. I can't. I mean, I can't even argue. That's one of probably my favorite Kevin Smith film. Yeah, it's Chasing Amy, and one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, let's see. For me, number four, Jennifer Garner. Yes. Thirteen going on thirty with Mark Ruffalo. Oh my god! I just love this movie every time I see it. Yeah, so I good. I mean, you know, first it's kind of when she's younger, set back in the 80s. So when she's like older now, she's still an 80s girl in modern times. How can you not love that? They do a little thriller dance and, you know, yeah. I mean, just it's so epic. It's so epic. And, and, and I mean, it's Jennifer Garner. Who yes. doesn't love Jennifer Garner? I know, Come right? On. I just watched uh, Valentine's Day with basically everybody in it. Je- Jennifer yeah. Gardner was in it and uh, – Patrick Dempsey was in it, but mm-hmm. he cheated on Jennifer Gardner, oh. which upset me because how could you give Patrick Dempsey such a douchebag role? How could you do that? I'm See? blaming the producers. I'm not blaming him. <laughs> I'm blaming the producers. But and you know who else was in Thirteen Going on Thirty? Who? Uh, Andy Serkis. Really? Yeah, old right. Gollum himself. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't realize he's an actor. Like yeah. you know, now he's directing Venom and shit. Yeah. See that connected Tom Hardy and all yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Good mean, flick though. Check that shit out. And definitely. if you want to see McDreamy cheat. Check that other one out. Yeah, I mean, it's really good. It was really good. So many people in it. It's I true. mean, honestly, there was it's like true. Anne Hathaway, that, Ashton Kutcher, just so many people. So many people. Uh, <coughs> my number three um, was You've Got Mail. Mm. Tom Hanks, uh, Meg Ryan, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I unpopular opinion. I like this one more than Sleepless in Seattle. Just saying. Just oh. saying. Yep. I mean, oh. it's a really good film, but... I've only seen Sleepless in Seattle like two, three times, and that was way back in the day. Way back in the day is like five years ago, seven years ago. Way back. Way back, way back. Um, And you've got mail I've seen countless times. So, yes, Tom Hanks. Go Hanks. (laughs) (laughs) My number three is also Meg Ryan, but it's a little bit older. 
or way back, as, as way J-Lo back. would say, way back, When Harry Met Sally mm. with Billy Crystal. I uh, heard that one's good. The late Carrie Fisher. Uh, just mm, so good. I mean, the scene with the orgasm alone, faking the orgasm, is worth the entire movie. <laughs> but, I mean, just the entire thing, the, the whole premise of it is can a man and a woman just be friends without falling in love? Yeah. You know, basically. And, and they set out to prove that you can and then ultimately prove that you cannot. Mm. Like, the, you know, so um, when Harry met Sally. And it's Harry a, it's met a Sally. great film. You got to check that one out if you haven't, man. Definitely, definitely. And I mean, um, Home Again and When Harry Met Sally, I believe, is on Hulu. So if anybody there wants to check those out. Um, but my number three is Sandra Bullock, While You Were Sleeping. Mm. So freaking good. And of course, we got What's His Face from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, who is also in While You Were Sleeping. Yes, Peter Gallagher. Yes, yeah. epic actor, epic guy, especially While You Were Sleeping. Um, <laughs> epic acting right there, man. Go you. Uh, and I'll be sure to bring that up if you ever come on the oh show. Oh my gosh, he's, he's very experienced at playing people that don't talk. Yes, like, he is. I mean, he's very experienced at that. Uh, All kidding aside, though, that's extremely hard to do. Yeah. And this guy's like first class. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, great film, great film. Definitely one that was passed down from my mother, so... There you go. That just made me think of Sandra Bullock and uh, Ryan Reynolds with the proposal. Yeah, Betty I, I, I almost put that. I know on with there. Betty White yeah. and everything. Damn, yeah, that it was made a me good think one. of that. It was, it was okay. My number two, my number two. I'm raising the boombox. Cusack, uh, say anything. Nuff said. Nuff said. Nuff said. It's one of the best romantic comedies of all time. Cusack, say anything. I haven't seen that one either. <laughs> epic fail <laughs> I, you said it epic fail you gotta go back and watch Cusack man you gotta go back young Cusack is the best I I'm know, sorry but vintage Cusack whatever you want to call it that's his best shit man oh my goodness him holding up that boombox with the trench coat man just mm. Go watch it. Ah, uh, need to. Yeah, need to. Um, but not my number one. Of course, everybody knows I'm a huge Heath Ledger fan, and this is what introduced him to America and mass popular audiences. Ten Things I Hate About You. Such a great film. So many up-and-comers in that one that are huge now. Like, yeah. I mean... Julia Stiles, like, I mean, tons of them, right? Yeah, yeah just whew. exactly. Joseph Gordon Levitt, like, yes. yeah, it's so good, so it is. good, guys. If you haven't seen Ten Things I Hate About You, be sure to go check that out. It's on Disney Plus. Yes, it's a brilliant film, and you would be like crazy not to watch it. Yes, my number one. I think for anybody my age, how can it not be your number one? Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Yeah. I mean, come on. It, it's the classic love story of all time. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it just – Julia Roberts, fresh off of Mystic Pizza, you know, catapulted her to stardom this movie. Um, Richard Gere, uh, just – it's a brilliant movie. Yeah. Hector Elizondo might be my favorite part about the whole movie though. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. With him taking care of uh, Julia Roberts' character and, and Vivian. Um, just brilliant. Yeah. I, I just really think – you know. and long had been talk about a sequel to this thing. Yeah. I'm so down with that. The premise was so good for the sequel. Should I put it out there? Put it out there. Put it out there. What the, what the fuck? Um, he – Edward is now a, a senator, U.S. senator, and he's considering running for a higher office. And, of course, his past comes out. They find out that the wife, Vivian, was a hooker, you know, in, in today's culture and time and everything. And not, maybe not so good for running for, you know, a higher office. So that was the whole premise. I always thought that would be a brilliant idea. 
Um, unfortunately, you know, Gary Marshall has passed, so yep. it had, the baton would have to be passed on. But um, yeah, I think I think it would be brilliant. But yeah. anyway, my number one, Pretty Woman. Yes, and I mean, in Valentine's Day, Julia Roberts is also in that, and she references um, Rodeo Drive, and yes. she's like, no, I, it was a mistake. I don't <laughs> want to go back. <laughs> so it's so good, but it's a sure. Judd Apatow movie. So, yeah, I mean, that makes total sense. Yeah, I mean, exactly. He's kind of got romantic comedies down he does he does agreed uh, but i mean so many good ones like failure to launch we didn't even get into any of matthew mcconaughey's no like, i mean yeah how to lose a guy in 10 days or like I, there's days. so many romantic comedies that are brilliant films you know that that uh, yeah it's five uh, is impossible fucking, uh, van wilder with uh, oh, ryan yeah. reynolds I, like i love that one and dude. before uh What's her face went all crazy. Kate and Leopold with Hugh Jackman and Meg Ryan. Yeah, another great one. Yeah. You know, a lot of people do, are unaware of or just there's. It's impossible to put five. I know. I mean, I can I literally know. fill up the entire show with romantic comedies and, and that the I holiday, enjoy. Holiday. Oh, ho- yeah. Oh. I mean, come on, man. So, so good. So, so good. good. But yes, those are our top five rom coms. <laughs> Be sure to check those out and tell us yours. Exactly. What are your favorite exactly. top five rom coms? Comment below on whatever video you're watching right now. Comment below yes oh man but now it is time for the imdb pro top trending segment everybody knows we love this app it is true such a fantastic app we use it each and every week to fill up our industry news and you see how much we talk about during industry news it's because it's your one-stop shop for entertainment news it's true you can track all the studios you can track all the movies all the executives all the stars like anything you want to know you just click on it say track and you'll get notifications any time news is exactly, made i mean it's exactly. it's a brilliant app do you want to reach out to beyonce get imdb pro <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah saying. queen b will call you right up you like they don't <laughs> no probably not probably yeah, not. it's okay but you yeah. can follow her you can track her yeah. like you know it's fine will she call you i don't, I don't know who knows who knows <laughs> uh, top trending movie this week by no surprise in my opinion it's onward basically onward. the guy version of frozen but with <laughs> witchcraft, mystical shit. And a van. And a van. What it's happens so in the good. van stays in the van. Oh, God. Uh, I'm like, saying. No. I'm back to Tom Hardy. Uh, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> hugs in the van, stay in the van. It's all right. We all need a hug. <laughs> like, everybody needs joy and That's kindness. That's right. But yes, onward. Such a good movie, guys. Disney Plus, be sure to check it out. This Definitely. one that was... Run ran short in the theatrical release because of COVID nineteen. Yeah, but it's still such a great movie and does not deserve the hate it has been getting. No, online. no, Be- I mean it's insane. Yeah, people are just insane. Exactly. You know why it doesn't deserve hate? Because it stars Star Lord and Spidey. Exactly. Seriously, guys, Chris Pratt and, and Tom Holland are the stars. Exactly. Like, why would you hate that? No, well, you, you can't hate that. Agreed. Just, uh. Haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate. Just saying. Mm-mm. Just saying. Uh, top trending TV show is another Netflix show. They seem to have the TV show game true. down uh, with Money Heist. I've never actually checked out this one, but once I turned on Netflix today, boom, trailer was for it right there. So, yes. gonna have to check that one out as well. Be sure to check that one out. And the top trending star is Julia Gardner with 
Ozark. Ozark. So, yes. I mean, it makes sense, man. It makes sense. Season three, biggest thing out right now. It's true. I liked Julia Garner before Ozark. See, I, that was I, my introduction to her. Yeah, so I see, I, my introduction to her, the first time I saw her was on uh, The Americans. Okay. And she was just a little side fling, you yeah. know, for the main character on The Americans there. And uh, Matthew Reese there. And I just thought she was brilliant on that. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this girl's got skill. And then you see her on Ozark and it's like, confirmed this girl's got school (laughs) (laughs) but yes guys oh my goodness another great episode of inside the crazy ant farm episode 109 thank you again to our guest andrew Leeds, for coming on the show we appreciate you so much man be sure to send us those cookies um seriously be sure to follow him on social media on Twitter, it's Andrew Leeds, and on Instagram, it's Leeds Andrew. Somebody took his handle. Uh, right? Like, what's up with that? I know, well, you know. I know. Be sure to follow us on social media, ourselves at Crazy Ant Media, everywhere and anywhere. We're pinning stuff. We're uploading Literally videos. Literally everywhere. Facebook and tweeting, all the good shit. <laughs> follow us, Crazy Ant Media. Maybe even hugging. Maybe even hugging. I mean, you know. Telling your kid like bedtime stories. That's right. All that good shit. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Be sure to follow us both personally, myself at JLo Fantastic and Crazy Ed Guy1970. Yes, yes, we got some opinionated shit and we got some stuff that people also like to talk about. We will me. always have something to say. Exactly. That's never exactly. never a problem. Exactly. Be sure to follow us everywhere. We are everywhere as well. And subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen Resistance to your podcast. <laughs> Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, uh, YouTube, Stitcher, Podbean, so much more watch this video like and subscribe ring that bell <laughs> to get notified i'm just a neat award i thought a neat award was here that right was there. so good like you know right there and there's right there's my age like <laughs> that i knew who it was a neat <laughs> award ring exactly, my bell exactly exactly okay but yes guys for real we appreciate all the youtube views we've been getting for inside the crazy ant farm the weekly address and of course our teaser trailer for the raven's vision yes it's almost at 100 views be sure to check that out on it crazy. ain't going anywhere it's not <laughs> be sure to check that out at crazyantmedia.com oh my goodness so much good stuff we also have merchandise where you can start rocking the latest and greatest crazy ant media gear of course you see us rocking it right now if you're it's watching true. the youtube show uh we got shirts we got hats we got bonk bags we got sweatshirts and we now have bonk boxers be sure to email it's us in the pants yeah buddy i'm never gonna let it die no Never, never. And you know who probably doesn't have ants in the pants just because she has plenty of money and she's got her shit under control. This is always my favorite part of the show, by the way. Is it? Yeah, it, I mean, because it's been for damn near every episode. It's true. And it's I'm true. sure you're right. She probably does. It's true. <gasps> Oprah!